worship today. Oh, yeah, yeah, give her a hand, give her a hand, give her a hand. She always gets nervous, but she always does good, so. <laughs> so help her be affirmed this morning, so. Well, I'm excited. Uh, as I was saying during the offering, our church supports Teen Challenge and um, what they're doing in North Dakota and around the world, but uh, excited to have them come and present their ministry, and they're doing some new stuff, kind of some expansion that we uh, just want to bless that and help that to uh, be done quicker and not let money be the thing that holds it back. Often that, that is the reason. And so uh, we're just excited to hear from uh, all of you ladies, and I'm going to have Pastor Dave come up, uh, and he was your interim pastor here before I got here, so you're familiar with him, so I'd love to have him back, and so would you welcome Pastor Dave and Team Challenge? Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, when I start turned at uh, steel this morning, I didn't hardly have to steer the car because it had driven that road a number of times. But it's so good to be with you this morning and see so many of you. I remember uh, that in the time we shared together last year, I hear so many good things of what's happening here in this congregation. And that's rewarding to me because that's what, um, uh, that's what my heart's prayer and desire for you. And just uh, talk about Teen Challenge for a moment before the ladies come up. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that is, for those of you who are not aware of Teen Challenge, Teen Challenge had its beginning in 1957 with David Wilkerson going to New York City. He uh, was reading Life magazine, and in Life magazine he saw the story of uh, five young men who were being tried uh, in a gang-related murder, and he just felt burdened for them and felt that he needed to go share Jesus with them, went to New York City, went to the court, got thrown out of court, and as far, as far as we know, he never did speak to those young men. That didn't happen, but he ended up on the streets of New York, and he saw the need, and he went back to Pennsylvania, where he was from, and just really disturbed, and eventually resigned his church, went to the streets of New York City, and out of that, Teen Challenge was born. Teen Challenge in North Dakota began in about year 2000, and it began in Williston, <clears throat> and it started with a, a fellow who had been an addict and came to the Lord, and uh, it wasn't Teen Challenge in its beginning. He just, you know, he came from that crowd, saw the need there, began inviting men into his home, and at one time he had six men living with him and his three little children and his wife. Uh, in a small home, and then eventually they moved on to getting a building in Williston, and about 2004, they moved down to Mandan, and uh, pur we purchased the uh, Hartview building, and <clears throat> us getting that is a whole story in itself, won't deal with that, but I just kind of tell you that um, there are teen challenges, there are about 2,700 teen challenge centers all over the world, uh, and uh, some of them are extremely large, uh, but we just praise the Lord for uh, the lives that are being changed. There are men and women everywhere. Uh, as I travel North Dakota, I'll run into them 
every once in a while when I talk about Teen Challenge. Oh, I went through Teen Challenge, and today they're family people, they're business owners, they're parts of, parts of local churches, and they're blessing other people. And to that, I, I praise the Lord. Uh, one of the great experiences for me in the last year has been to, uh, to witness God changing lives. And I can tell you up front that he's done that. Uh, see men and women come into the program totally beaten down and destroyed by the system and by their life and, and watch them walk out a year later uh, just a renewed person uh, on to serving God with their life. should mention, <clears throat> if uh, you see me kind of walk with a hitch and I sat down during part of worship, uh, it's because uh, I have something going on with my knee and uh, it's going to need surgery. It's not arthritis. It's uh, something else. However, uh, will need surgery. But if I, uh, when I was uh, working with you last year, I took what you gave me and I put it in an account because I was doing Teen Challenge and this at the same time. And I said, I'm going to play with that money sometime. And uh, at at uh, Evangel, they... they uh, announced a trip to, to the Holy Land, which has been on my bucket list forever. And I turned to Connie and I said, we're going, I've got the cash. And uh, so we're going in August, but if I had surgery, I couldn't go. So I'm just learning to live with pain. And, uh, and uh, so that's why you'll see me uh, kind of walk gingerly and why I don't stand a lot. Uh, I can walk fine, but standing really, really is painful. Anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it, and uh, we'll have the ladies come and join us on the platform. This is our women's center, uh, and uh, the way it goes, we have it grows, and then they graduate, and it shrinks, and, we're, and actually in the next few weeks, we're going to be growing tremendously, and we're just... Uh, uh, I love what God's doing in the lives of our ladies. Should just mention, me, or else I'll forget, uh, the ladies in the back, uh, they do, uh, you know, for things to do, they do crafts, they do baking, they, uh, and they're, on a donation basis, you can purchase that on the way out. And that helps them get more materials for what they're doing. So, the, of course, you know the director is my wife, Connie, and... Uh, so uh, thank you for allowing us to come. We are honored to be here today.
I took, when I took over the reins of North Dakota Teen Challenge in April of last year, uh, one of the things I recognized was the setting for our women was not a, a really ideal setting for them. Uh, the building was, it, part of the building is multi-story and the women were on the third floor, the men were on the second floor, and then they shared some spaces and you're trying to keep people separated. It was, uh, it wasn't healthy for anybody. <clears throat> and so one of the things that we did early on after I took over was to move the ladies into another part of the building and re, uh, repurpose that area. Uh, so they're totally separated from the men. We worked on it hard. Uh, our goal was to be in it the, in November, but it was first of the year. Everything was fine. We moved the ladies in and it started raining inside the building. Uh, <clears throat> it, was a, it was a disaster, a mess. Uh, ice dams that built up and pushed the water up inside the building. And so, <clears throat> and in some ways we fought with that even in the spring because sh the shingles were damaged. Uh, but the ladies were hardy. They were good. Uh, if they complained, they didn't complain to me. And, uh, <laughs> and so that I appreciate. Uh, but God's been doing a great work with our ladies, and I praise the Lord for that. And um, Haley's going to come and share her story. All right, Haley. All right. Hello, my name is Haley. Um, I'm 26 years old. Prior to coming to Teen Challenge, I was very broken, depressed, and homeless. Um, I became addicted to heroin and meth three years ago. I tried quitting a couple of times on my own, but couldn't stand the withdrawals. Soon I found myself empty inside and had no hope at all. I wanted, all I wanted to do was die. Um, last summer I ended up with a blood infection due to using drugs that almost led to my heart and killed me. I was hooked up to IVs for 10 days. Looking back, I feel this was God. This was God pulling me out of the pit and saving me from dying. So I went to treatment and walked out a week later. Um, I was back out on the streets using and using anyone I could, couch surfing. Um, I hated myself and life became meaningless. Two months later, I was sleeping in a dog kennel outside of my friend's house, who had kicked me out. This was finally the end, my breaking point. I finally hit rock bottom and cried out to God, why? How did I get to this point? This can't be it for me. I had broken every relationship with my family. I walked to the nearest gas station to use the phone. Um, and after using my parents multiple times and, you know, betraying them and not holding on to, like, actually wanting to get better, I didn't believe anyone would want to help me again. So um, my mom answered, and she said, or I told her I'm done. I can't do this anymore. She listened and said she could hear it in my voice. She was waiting for this moment for a long time. Um, because I had lost all her trust, I couldn't go home with her. So I ended up at work in Vila, which is a women's shelter. And um, there was a really friendly lady there, actually, and she had, um, I guess, knew about Teen, Ta teen Challenge from people of, from her past that have gone. And she, I remember, like, 
um, praying to God and asking him, like, what do I do? Like, should I go get a job because I have nowhere else to go? Like, you know, so um, I just, I knew I needed more help than just a 30-day program. <clears throat> that's, when I, when, that's when she told me about Teen Challenge. I wanted to give myself another chance at life. Since Christ has entered my life, I'm a new person. The old is gone. I'm free from the bondage of addiction. And he's helping restore relationships within my family. I used to let shame define me, but since Jesus came into my life, my identity is in him. I'm no longer a slave to sin. And my verse I'm standing on right now is Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.
in Galatians, Paul is talking to the church and talking about uh, all the things that uh, are that we find in sin in the world. And then he makes an amazing statement to me, and that is, and then he says, and that's how you were too. That, that's my rendition of it. But the truth of the matter is, and what, what you learn by working at Teen Challenge and working with the men and women of Teen Challenge, they are no different than any of us. They aren't. Uh, uh, sin and drugs and alcohol have, have totally destroyed their lives, but once you take that all away, they're beautiful people. Beautiful people. We have 19 men in the program, and uh, the experiences, uh, and I should say, we have 19 men, we have about 60 applicants we're working on right now. Uh, we have room, we can make room for about 50 by stretching things a little bit. Men and about, uh, we're gonna, we will end up with about 30 women. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> but anyway, go back to it. Uh, the experience of women in drug and alcohol is a total, totally different than men. And many of them come with a lot of deep scars and hurts because uh, being victimized in that situation. And we see God do beautiful work in their lives, amazing things in their lives. Uh, where the men, uh, men, you know, they're a uh, little harder nuts to crack sometimes. Uh, I raised four boys. Didn't have any girls, and I remember we had three, and the fourth was on the way, and I was afraid it would be a girl, because I said, with boys, you just hit them up alongside the head, so shape up. What do you do with a girl? But anyway, uh, uh, the needs are different. The, how we take care of it is different. Should tell you, and let me tell you a little bit of program. The program lasts a year, and in that year, they enter the program, uh, the first three months, level one, uh, is basically spending time understanding who Jesus is. They memorize, how many scriptures do you memorize? So many. So, so many. Oh. <laughs> but it's a lot of scripture memorization uh, and a lot of uh, things that uh, transpire during that time. Most of them commit their lives to the Lord during that period of time. Level two is probably one of the most uh, uh, difficult uh, for most of the students, and that is part of this level two process is seven defining moments in their lives, things that change their lives. And some of those are, the, the peeling those onions back sometimes are difficult. And then levels three and four is more working on discipline, on how to live the life of Christ in, uh, outside of the confines of Teen Challenge. And uh, the, uh, and so it's intense, and many of them who, Many who have been in jail will tell you this jail is way easier than this is. And, uh, uh, but uh, God's doing a work, and I, I want to commend the ladies and the men who stick it out because uh, uh, completing it is the success, is the key. Uh, we're going to hear from Tori. Hi. Hi, Tori. My name's Tori, and I'm going to tell you the story about how Jesus saved my life. Um, and he's been there all along. Um, I am the oldest of three sisters, and in my house there's a lot of partying and drinking. I rebelled at a young age, and by like 12, 13, I was sneaking out, drinking, smoking marijuana, and having sex. Um, at 20, I became pregnant, and under pressure, I 
married him and uh, was divorced three years later. Um, my addiction continued, only getting worse. Um, at 24, I had my second child with a severe alcoholic that ended two years later. And so now I was raising two kids by myself and my addiction continually spiraling out of control. Um, I was dating someone who was very, very abusive um, and um, he almost killed me. I should have died that day, um, but God was there. Um, after that, um, as if it couldn't get any worse, um, I started dating someone else who was even more abusive, controlling, and violent, and only this time I got pregnant, and the abuse continued um, until the worst, the last time, uh, when I was holding my then one-year-old daughter, um, he hit me in the face, knocked me down, uh, hit me in the head. Uh, he had broken bones in my face. Um, but God was also there that day because my daughter didn't have a scratch on her. Um, my addiction was still, you know, increasing. Um, I, I had uh, started doing cocaine and meth at this, by this time. Um, I'd lost my job. I was beginning to lose my family. Um, Five years, about five years after um, that happened, um, that same person took me to court and was able to take my daughter from me. And that was the end. Um, that's when things got really bad. I lost my home, my family, everything I loved, everyone I cared about. And uh, I had nowhere to go, but I just kept, you know, trying to numb the pain. And, um, <sighs> I met Casey Bell, who's our uh, women's director. I mean, I've known her for a long time, but she brought me to Team Challenge, and, and you know, I felt the angels pulling me inside and the demons pulling me backwards. And um, by the grace of God, I, I, I went through the doors. Um, I lasted about three months, and, and my anger that I had built up throughout the years um, was coming out, and one day it, it got so bad, and I, um, I, well, it was so bad that they had to ask the girls, my sisters, if, um, you know, kind of vote whether I could stay or go. And of course my sisters had my back and I had never felt that type of love. And so that was, that was um, wonderful, but of course my anger got a hold of me again and I ended up leaving after about three and a half months. I was gone for about a month and a half and um, I ended up trying to kill myself. Um, ended up in the ER in the psych ward. Um, my significant other had started using drugs heavily again. Um, and I knew the only chance I had was to come back to Teen Challenge. And they welcomed me with open arms and I'm, I've never looked back since. And um, God has been there all along and I just, whenever we ask, who did? God did! Yeah! <laughs> Mountain King. 
I should introduce you to a couple students who are up here. Ebony's sitting down here. She's new to the program. I'll get to you, Tabitha, in a moment. Uh, one of the things we realized as we were analyzing our, our women ministry to women, we recognized that a, a big hole in it all is that, as was already testified by Tori, she has children. And you come into the program, you've got to do something with those children. Uh, sometimes grandparents will take them. Sometimes that doesn't happen and, and they end up in foster care. And if a woman has a choice, she probably won't come into the program and seek help because of putting her, having to release them to foster care. And so we decided last summer to work toward, uh, as we move the ladies to another area, to, to uh, 
repurpose an area uh, where we could uh, invite women who have children to come and be a part of our program. Planning on that happening in 2025. Actually, uh, we'll spend most of next year working on the building, uh, putting private bathrooms in and a few things that need to happen. Uh, but we received a call from the courts up in, in Minot and uh, a young lady who was part of, uh, was there and um, they asked if we would be willing to take her and, and she, uh, her, her mother-in-law was willing to take her child but as our leadership staff met, we decided that it wasn't fair to the baby and it wasn't fair to Tabitha that they needed to be together, and if she was okay with it, uh, we, we said, you can come down and uh, come in the program, and uh, her little boy was born. Uh, uh, Tabitha standing in the back there, and she would, she would love to be part of the choir, but uh, uh, infants are demanding, you know. They, <laughs> uh, they set your schedule, not you. Uh, but. Uh, Connie was saying the other night, it's just kind of fun to watch. Uh, she was at choir practice, and, and a little guy was being passed around from girl to girl. And, uh, so we're, we're all enjoying this little one. But it really uh, pointed out to me how important it was that we make this progress. And uh, it's not going to be cheap. We, uh, we did, however, have uh, the Thomas Leach Foundation approach us and ask us, and volunteer to give us $250,000 toward the program. And so we, uh, toward the building, and so uh, we filled out the paperwork and expect to hear something in a, um, the final on that in just a couple, uh, about six weeks, uh, you know, and so we're excited about that. When the money comes, we'll start working on it and, uh, and uh, heading that way. Uh, and uh, before we know it, we will have a women's program with children, and uh, be a great opportunity for mothers to learn how to mother too. So that's a great part of all of it. You may ask, how can you how can you help North Dakota Teen Challenge? And you know, someone may look at it and say, well, it's it's all about money, and money is important. Don't get me wrong, and that is, we don't receive any state help at all uh, for what we do. Uh, you can pray with me though. On Tuesday at 2 o'clock, I have a meeting with the Department of Human Services on that subject and just pray that God grants us favor yeah. uh, and uh, getting some funding to uh, just for the uh, taking care of the students. So it's all done by, by donation. And, uh, and I, I would just tell you, uh, if it weren't for the people, uh, and, I, and it's not necessarily little old ladies, but... I'll say it that way, who faithfully every month give $25 or $50 a month. There's about 300 of them. Uh, you, I don't know where we would be. This week, is, I should just tell you, this week is pay, payday week, and payday is 35000 every other week. And so that keeps me awake at night, I can tell you that for sure. But there's several ways you can help. There, one way is uh, we have a program called Sponsor the Student, uh, $45 a month, uh, you'll have direct ac uh, access to be a part of the student's life. You'll get information from that student. And uh, as I should just mention, we figure it costs about $3,500 a month to, to support the student. But this is a way um, 
you can become involved in their life. And there are other ways as well that you can be. You can volunteer, come down and mentor, uh, take a student out for coffee or lunch and show them what life really, you know, how normal life is and, and uh, just get them out. Um, the other night, I, I should say, if you go to the state fair, go to the commercial building number two and you'll run into North Dakota Teen Challenge. And uh, I think, are any of you going this week? Yeah. All right, so you'll run into some of the same people. And uh, uh, be, be, be afraid, though, very afraid, because uh, <laughs> uh, they don't just stand there quietly. Uh, they, uh, uh, I took two guys with me on Saturday night. They were running people down in the aisle, you know, saying, and uh, talking, bringing them back and talking to them. Uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was fun to watch. It really was. Uh, one of the things that I instituted after I came to just kind of fill you in that uh, uh, the students up until last year uh, spent the whole year we had work study uh, but never uh, didn't have opportunity to work outside of the facility and one of the things that I had observed when I worked for the state for a little while in, in Bismarck Transition Center and I, they worked outside the facility. And I said, this should work at Teen Challenge. So every student that gets past level two, uh, uh, we have contracted with, uh, with businesses in the area. And uh, the students have an opportunity to work, uh, like have a job. And they, and they get paid, uh, get paid a wage. And, uh, and when they're done with the program, the one, couple things that we ask of that business is that they, give, uh, that they give the student a letter of recommendation. And so they leave from our program at the end of a year. Uh, I think the last one I saw, he, he had about $1,200. And they can spend the money while they're there, too. I mean, it isn't we hold it for them. They have their own account because uh, they, have, they have to furnish their own toiletries and different things like that. Um, and so they had about $1,200. He had a letter of recommendation to move on. He could get an apartment, something, get him started. Uh, and the bit, we have about eight or nine businesses that have contracted with us. We, we have more demand than we have students. It's been, it's been an amazing thing. And so uh, we're really pleased about that. And, uh, <clears throat> and then we do certain things like the ladies have, have done the crafts. You go to the fair, you're going to see a picnic bench uh, a picnic a bench that turns into a picnic table. And our, our wood shop men are working on that. And we've been, <clears throat> it was a shot in the dark. I thought maybe we'd sell a few. And now, I, now I'm looking at maybe we can sell a hundred of them because they're, they're pretty popular. And I thank you for allowing us to come. And, and I would just encourage you to stay for dinner and sit down with one of our students because they all have a story and uh, uh, you know, and that some of them, uh, some of their stories are tragic. And the tra but the beauty of it is that God has taken ashes and made beauty of it. He has taken broken lives and He's made whole people. He's taken people who have who have looked at there there was no way out, no way up, no looked like at the end, and the only other option was suicide. And God gave them a helping hand to them and brought light into their life and brought hope into their life. And that is not, that is not something that 
men and women that staff at Teen Challenge brought. That is what Jesus brought into their life. And I just say to you this morning, if you're feeling hopeless in any situation, the answer to it all is Jesus. He's the answer. And he is more than willing to share and give his life to you and for you. Ladies, you can go down. Okay. (laughs) I've punished you as long as I can. I do enjoy my time with the students. I can tell you that right now. I speak to the women Monday morning and the women, men on Friday mornings. We just have a wonderful time together. Again, thank you for allowing us to come. If you want any more information from us, uh, uh, we're here to help you. There will be ladies in the back who will be help work at the table if you've got questions or you want to participate in, in sponsor student. Kevin, thank you for inviting me. You know, today's a special day. It's my birthday, and I got to celebrate. I got, I got to celebrate my birthday with you. What's better than that? All right? God bless you. I just want to do, ooh, uh, I just found out before, I mean, maybe 20 minutes ago, that it's his birthday. So we want to sing happy birthday to Pastor Dave. Yeah. Wanna? Happy And then I'd like to do, <laughs> that's awesome, good job, April. And then I'd like to close our service uh, in a special way. We'll take up the offering in, in just a few moments, but I think we should uh, spend a couple minutes in prayer. I'd like if, um, if each of the ladies would come up, we'd love to have our ladies pray over you. Um, gentlemen, we'd love to pray for Pastor Day. We, he could wait for surgery well, why not have God heal him now and be able to be in comfort while he's enjoying and learning about the Holy Land? And so, um, ladies, why don't you come up and stand? Pastor Dave, why don't you stand over here? And why don't uh, our people uh, come forward, find someone to pray with. I'll kind of lead out on the microphone, but if you guys would pray on your own. We just want to bless you, ladies. All of us have a story. And... God has rewritten all of our stories and uh, brought us out of uh, sin and darkness. And we just uh, share that um, with you. And we just love uh, the work that God's doing in all of our lives. And we celebrate with you, ladies. We just want to pray that God um, just pours out his Holy Spirit into your life. So begin to pray. And for Pastor Day, we're going to pray for healing in his knee blessings on his birthday and um, just the leadership of Teen Challenge that can be stressful and, and, and not always uh, fun and perfect. So we just want to pray a blessing over the leadership of Teen Challenge. So Heavenly Father, God, we love you. Lord, we just thank you uh, for what you've done in all of our lives. And right now, we just want to bless these ladies 
uh, that have made a huge commitment to uh, come into Teen Challenge, God, and you're working in their life in a powerful way. And we just ask your Holy Spirit for more. God, that you would give them strength when they're struggling, Lord. Um, God, that you give them the power to keep going. Lord, that they have made a decision to turn away from their past and they're turning towards you. God, would you just do marvelous things in their life and, and just help them to grow and, and um, just to be stronger in their relationship with you, God. You have a calling and you have a purpose for each one. This week as they're at the fair, use them to um, just share your love with others. God, you have a um, design and a purpose for the rest of their life beyond Teen Challenge that when they graduate from this program, you're going to use them to do powerful things. God, and so Holy Spirit, just continue to uh, give them dreams and visions of those uh, purposes, Lord. And God, we just pray over Pastor Dave that in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus that you would just heal his knee and the problems that are going on, um, causing the pain and causing the issues. Lord, we just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, a healing power would flow through his body and completely restore his knee. God, we thank you, Jesus, that uh, you died on the cross for our sins, that are for our spiritual transformation, but it was by your stripes that you bore in your body for our healing. And so we pray for physical transformation in his body, that his knee would just be healed uh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him, God, that uh, he would have power to walk and, and learn and grow closer to you on his trip to the Holy Land. What a uh, magnificent uh, place to be and to, and, and to just take in the sights and all the lessons, all the teachings. So we just pray that you bless him as he goes. And Lord, we just pray over all of Teen Challenge that uh, it would just continue to grow. God, that you would give them favor in the meeting with the state coming up this week that, and the other applications they've put in for more funding. God, just give them favor, Lord, and in the different places they go to minister that, um, that we would be just huge supporters of this awesome ministry, Lord. And we just pray now over the food, just pray a blessing over our time and our fellowship. Bless the hands that prepared it, Lord, and just be um, in, that, in those moments at each table as we fellowship together. Just bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.